today's podcast is really just about how Old Town Road is the best country song that has ever been released. I love it. I love it. Hell yeah. Hello and welcome to the TMI, That's My Interest podcast. I'm Megan. I'm an uh, English teacher in Japan. And I am Rebecca. I am a data analyst in Northern California. Together on this podcast, we talk about things we're interested in, uh, which is varied and wide. As you should know, we've gone from true crime to Playboy to Starbucks to old people. And this is our (laughs) seventh episode. So I actually may have listed every episode in that brief description. (laughs) And that's it. That's all we're interested in. Nothing outside of those topics. Uh, Today's topic is none of those things. Of course, (laughs) you listeners already know the topic because I put it in the title, but Rebecca doesn't. And I've given her no hints. The one hint I gave her was that I'm interested in it. Which is an (laughs) anti-hint. But it's true. I'm very interested in today's topic. Do some structured chit-chat before we get down to business and defeat the Huns. (laughs) nice reference (laughs) before we started recording Rebecca posed a question to me that we vaguely answered together but we're going to answer together again with y'all she asked me if there was any 2021 song or what my favorite song my favorite 2021 song was is that what you asked your favorite song that has come out so far in 2021 we are a quarter of the way through the year and my response is that I don't know if I have one because I don't really listen to new songs. Like I, I, I listen. I don't listen to songs based on when they come out. I mostly just listen to songs on Spotify. And usually, the way I find new songs is I do those daily mixes. Spotify does like daily mix one through six, and I just kind of listen to those. And there'll be some songs thrown in there. So I don't know when they were released. So I can't answer that. But I can talk about my Spotify habits. Yeah, I have a tendency to listen to the same songs over and over again. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of ASMR on oh. uh, Spotify. It actually is now like kind of fucking up my Spotify like <laughs> recommendations because <laughs> I have like one of my daily mixes is just ASMR, but then one of the daily mixes was just some like weird like indie kind of like techno-y music that I've never listened to and I Hmm. think somehow like my ASMR made that happen (laughs) that's funny but anyway what is your favorite song since you you must have uh something in mind since you asked well I was telling Megan before the podcast began but I typically listen to or at least it's my goal to listen to one new album per week That's not necessarily like an album that came out in 2021 specifically, but a lot of those albums do end up being new stuff. And so I have kind of like a little running personal playlist of like songs that I have enjoyed that came out in 2021. Easily my favorite song that has come out in 2021 is Up by Cardi B. Have you listened to the song? Are you are you aware? I haven't listened to it. I'm not aware. All right. Well, you like WAP, so I feel like you would like Up. I I love Up. Um, that song gets me going. The music video is perfect. That's easily my favorite song from 2021. But I also like and 
Megan and I were talking about this before the podcast began as well, but I really like the song Montero uh, in parentheses, Call Me By Your Name by Lil Nas X. We did talk about that. I got a text at 5 a.m. Uh, my time, not Rebecca. I'm sure it was like what it was middle of the day for you. Yes. But I like when I, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I always check my phone to see what time it is. And then I'll like see if I have messages and I see all these messages. And I was like, all right, asking me if I'd seen the video. And I had because I saw it last week. Um, but we had a really good discussion. I actually, I think kind of wish we'd recorded that because I, I, Rebecca asked me what my reaction to the video was. And I was like, I liked it, but I don't know what all the hype is on like both sides. Mm-hmm. And then I think you really explained it to, to me in a way where I was like, oh, I totally get it now. Um, do you mm. remember that? Do you want to run down why it's such a like iconic and important video in the world? I don't think Recreate. I can necessarily do justice, but here but I'll I'll try in that I think you know you and I both agreed that like if this had been a woman releasing this video then I don't think the video would have received half the attention that it has has gotten yeah like it- and I think maybe that was my reaction at first mm-hmm. is I was just like this looks like so many other music videos I've seen because I guess to me it didn't really matter if it was a man or a woman mm-hmm. who was doing those things I was like this is just people doing music videos but you're right th- mm-hmm. that actually is not a way that men do music videos mm-hmm. no definitely that was um my initial reaction to the video was that I I almost had kind of the reaction of like oh this is the controversial video but it is a really big deal that a mainstream gay like rap and hip hop artist would release this kind of a video because in that community in particular, there are not a lot of open gay artists. And yeah. in that community as well, there's a lot, there's, there's stigma in general across all communities, but in particular in that community, it can be difficult to be a gay person so I think it's really cool that he was brave enough um, to put out a video like this I think most of the backlash that he has received has been around religion and then around kids and the content being child-friendly but what I had said before was that um it's not his responsibility to parent yeah. people's children. Yeah, it's not his responsibility. He's just making his content. And if parents don't want their children to see or hear that, they're the ones that should take some steps to, I guess, manage that. And also, like, I don't know, it's that big a deal. Like, was this video that? Like, it was, I mean, it was, like, sexy. But there's so many videos with women that are just, like, as sexy as that. Mm-hmm. I honestly think like the average video that a child could see of like any mainstream female artist would be as sexual, if not more sexual. And so I I really don't think when you compare the video to, or, or in your mind, replace uh, Lil Nas X with a female artist, like immediately you will come to realize and contextualize the video in that like it, it's not it's not yeah. like incredibly explicit at all it's it's, it's very, really not you know I mean I understand that it is offensive to religious people but there's plenty of music videos at this point that are offensive <laughs> to religious people 
I guess so, yeah. Um, I mean, he killed the devil. Isn't that what we want? That's exactly what he said in his in one <laughs> of his responses. He's like, I killed the devil. Like, why are people so upset? Um, and also, I saw other, like, responses online that were like, well, like, conservatives told him to go to hell. So that's what he did. Like, why are you upset? <laughs> On a stripper pole. Oh, my God. Legendary. Legendary. I... I am obsessed like that's easily my favorite music video of the year and I don't know how it would be topped because it's just too good that was structured to chat you want to just end it there that was like 10 minutes a little bit yeah. okay I think that's good mm-hmm. it's also um so that's the end of our structured chit chat it's actually really funny to me because I feel like uh that structured chit chat is actually pretty relevant to today's episode completely randomly we'll get to today's topic the reveal I have, really ter- I have this really terrible joke that I'm gonna make um before I tell you what the thing is and we can like it's real it's really bad I probably am gonna have to edit it out joke. but I've been uh, it's like a dirty dad joke um Ooh. actually that is a good description okay so anyway I'm <laughs> today's topic I'm really jazzed for today's topic but actually I shouldn't say jazzed I guess I should say I'm really cunted for today's topic Oh my god, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) I hope everyone listening who knows the topic gets why that's funny. So do you have any guess on today's topic based on that? Vaginas? (laughs) No. (laughs) Can we say cunt? Maybe that's, maybe instead of the word, there's just a, there's just a bleep. Unless you're in Australia. We can bleep if, it. Uh, if you're in Australia, it is not bleeped because the one thing I do know about my Australian friends, they love the fucking word cunt. Sometimes I feel like I want to say it because like it's so <laughs> aggressive, but I always hold back because I, I, it's like typically considered to be the most offensive thing you can say, right? It is. In American culture, we're very like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think I'm trying to like get over that because I've learned that that's yeah. really just an American thing, but uh, I have said it mm-hmm. so many times that I'm extremely uncomfortable. So anyway, today's topic is country music. <laughs> oh Not God. jazzed, but cunted. Oh my God. I was dead all right um my joke's good in retrospect right it is and also it does tie into our um topic yeah we were talking about music today's about music Mm -hmm. um yeah so we're gonna do an episode on country music which i that relates to Lil Nas X's It does. It does relate to Lil Nas X's in this episode it's so funny because we were supposed to record this last week and like I really didn't know that much about him, but I, I, I learned about him because he's relevant to today's episode. Oh and God. then like his shit blew up and I was like, oh, this is great. We can like <laughs> talk about that. And then you texted me at 5 a.m. before the recording and you were like, did you know this video by Lil Nas? I was like, I know so much about him. I know <laughs> so much about him. This um, is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, today's episode is about country music. Every time I say that, I feel like I'm saying cunt again. So yeah, today's episode is about country music because I like country music. (laughs) Just gonna put it out there. I know there's a lot of country music haters out there. Would you say that's correct? 
Yes. Yeah. And I won't deny that I am a little bit of a country yeah. hater, but I'm entering this episode with a, an open you can, mind. You can, I, so one of my first, so I'm going to start off with my questions for you. Have you ever heard of, no, I'm kidding. Um, actually, first, just because I do have some international listeners, specifically one of my Japanese coworkers listens to this, um, mm. just as a reminder, like, can you describe what country music is? Country music is a genre of music that is, well, it originated in the American South and continues to be very popular in, you know, the American South. Um, A lot of the music, the lyrics feature religion, aspects of Southern culture, country music originated in things like bluegrass and other I, I guess that wouldn't really be relevant for an for an international list it doesn't have to be just for international but just give us all yeah. the information you know yeah it's it's incredibly incredibly popular in the United States we have large music festivals dedicated to country music and um, yeah. a lot of country music artists cross over into you know mainstream billboard top 100 hits yeah i mean taylor okay. swift began yeah. as a country music artist yeah that's true all that's great the only thing i would add to that is that um yeah country music is originally mostly concentrated in the u.s south but even more than that it's just it's concentrated <laughs> in like rural areas i think i mean not not only but that is kind of a theme of it talking about living in rural areas and a lot of people who live in the countryside like country music um i'm from like i'm from the south rural middle of nowhere area so i grew up listening to country music um which is probably why i like it uh so much what are my other questions for you so what you can give me your full honest opinion how do you feel about country music do you ever listen to any of it do you hate it you think it should be scourged from the earth like where are you on that scale um growing up I listened to a lot (laughs) of this is this might make you laugh I don't know if you know this about me Garth Brooks why yes oh my god this is a great revelation (laughs) so like I do hear his music and it's very nostalgic for me yeah so like I do have positive associations with like country music I I did really like Garth Brooks I also was a big fan of American Idol back at its peak which had a lot of like country artists Carrie Carrie Underwood Underwood. yeah Yeah, I used to watch American Idol too yeah, I oh my that. god, my, my mom first and I... concert was an American Idol concert. What? My mm-hmm. first concert was Hillary Duff. Nice. That's was, so like, that's so like like ages us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that puts that's us true. in a specific a specific point of time. Um uh my second concert was um Nickelback. That also puts <laughs> us at a specific point in time. That okay. is hilarious. Also, My first concert was American Idols Live Season Six. So I saw. Oh my God, like, that's so Sparks. cool! Yeah, that's it was cool. It was so that's cool! Sparks. I was so that's stoked. Cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted. Sorry, when you mentioned Garth Brooks, like I know his name and I know I know his songs, but I don't always remember what songs which country artist does. So I looked him up, and 
He's got some good stuff. Oh, friends hell. in low places. Oh, oh I got friends yeah. in, in low, low places. places. <laughs> and the best song, country, I think one of the best country songs, The Thunder Rolls. Oh my God. I love that song. I'm like, ooh, I feel tingly, like goosebumps. Me too. I got tingles. <laughs> it's a good song. And the Thunder that's Rolls. Like, yes, that song's so good. I think there's uh, another song called like Two Pina Coladas or something like that. That song's great. That sounds like, great. They're, it's just the nonstop hits with him. And the thing that sucks is yeah. he's not streaming on Apple Music, so I can't stream him. Oh no, I wonder if he's on Spotify. I wonder if he's on YouTube. Anyways, um, I mean, I'm sure some of his songs are on YouTube. Yeah, all right, true. cool. We had a Garth Brooks revelation at the beginning of the episode. But other than that, other than a small experience as a child with country music, how do you feel about it now? I would say nowadays I listen to virtually no country music because I have like a lot of negative associations with who country music is targeted towards. I'll just be like honest about that when I think about like, I don't know, for example, there's one song in particular and I'm so sorry if you like this song. I, I still love you. But there's this one song. It's pretty old at this point, but like every time I hear it, I'm like, this is the stupidest song I've ever heard. And <laughs> it's very you? popular. It's the one that goes like, <laughs> you know, I like my chicken fried. Cold oh, yeah. beer on a Friday, Friday night. <laughs> like, a pair of jeans ah, felt so right. I hate that <laughs> uh, Chicken fried by Zach Brown Brand. I don't know. I don't love that song. I mean, like I did listen to it when I was on the radio and I found it catchy, but I'm not like obsessed with that song. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. I'm trying to keep an open mind. And I did, <laughs> I do like that song I sent you a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. The, that's a country yeah. song. It's called yeah. like Not Your Girl by Tierra, I think. And yeah. I was like, I like this. I, I also, in my research, I found her as well. I've been listening to a lot of country music the past like three weeks. Yes. Um, I got so, I'm so excited. I'm so jazzed <laughs> about this episode. Uh, <laughs> like, I didn't know what I was getting into when I started this. Like, I, I went through a couple of phases of, oh, I really like country music. I should do an episode on country music. And then I went, oh, that's, like, the widest thing I could do. Mm. Like, do I want to do something that's that focused on, like, white people? And then I was like, but is country music, like, is country music white? Mm. Like, why is it white? Mm. And then I uncovered some interesting information so this is i think today's episode is both a condemnation of country music and also a what's the opposite of condemnation like uh, a love letter to country music it's both it's all of it and i think that after researching this mike i love country music even more now there are certain aspects of it that i hate and i want those to get better but i also realize that i can love country music and want it to be better not to interrupt you, but like I also <laughs> relate in that when I was preparing my Starbucks episode, I thought, wow, this is the whitest <laughs> topic I ever could have chosen. But then I had the thought of like, well, I'm talking about it specifically in Japan and Japanese yeah. <laughs> people also love Starbucks. So I think a lot of these like, you know, stereotypes or whatever that are associated with being white or being like any race, really, the reality is that like, hey, wait a minute, people, all different types of people like this shit. Yeah, so I'm really excited to talk about that. I also do want to get on my soapbox for a moment and talk about people that hate country music. And specifically when I say that, I do mean white people that hate country music. Like (laughs) if you're a person of color and you hate country music because you think it's like racist and sexist, go ahead. 
I'm, I'm speaking to my people. Mm-hmm. Your people. Uh, my, my white people. I don't know. <laughs> is that problematic? Your brothers and sisters. Um, brothers, sisters, and everyone else, my non-binary. Yes. This is targeted at non-binary people that hate country music. <laughs> um, but um, what if that's the tagline? <laughs> this is targeted at my non-binary oh, people. I like just as I get into these spirals of comedy, I just want to say worse and worse things. And I was like, I know, I non- I, I totally I'm like, know I'm like, I, I love non-binary people. I have so many friends who are non-binary. You're like, wait, oh no, oh, oh god. <laughs> no, I respect non-binary people. Just as a, just as a shout out, non-binary people are real. Um, genderqueer people are real, and uh, ask people what their pronouns are. Put your pronoun in your bio. Mine's in my Insta bio. I'm either she, her. I'm also okay with they, them. You know, you can fuck call me he, him. I actually just don't give a shit about pronouns. Rebecca, how about you? Are you a firm she, her pronoun user? Um, yeah, I think it would disorient me a little bit if somebody started referring to me in any other way. If someone felt strongly about it, I'm willing to engage in that conversation. Well, the thing about pronouns is that you get to decide them for yourselves. No one's mm-hmm. gonna, like, if anyone calls you they and you don't like that, that'd be like that's the same as calling a trans person the wrong pronouns mm-hmm. uh, a little pronoun talk there structured pronoun talk love it um anyway cut my soapbox about country music so i know i have a, i have some friends that like will just like rail against country music to like the degree of they're like country music is shit blah 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 and like i mean maybe because i do love country music i'm a little biased but I just hate when anyone gets that intense about any sort of music genre because I have several reasons. So one of the first things I really like, you know that you sent me this, um, Bo Burnham did a uh, country music song and it's hilarious. It's I love so that song funny. so much. And he opens it with country music. Oh, I hear a lot of clapping. Oh, I also hear a lot of booze out there. Extending my name is a great option as well because <laughs> his name's Bo um and he's like yeah a lot of people hate country music and he's like and you know I don't get it he his a quote from him is why is it when Bruce Springsteen sings about a turnpike it's art but someone singing about a horse is inherently like not good mm-hmm. okay that wasn't a direct quote loose quote mm-hmm. and he's right and he's right mm-hmm. like that's kind of that but then he Definitely. goes on to say he's like my problem is that modern country music isn't so much about people being honest it's more like marketed and targeted at people and there's like a mm-hmm. bunch of rich people who don't really who've never who don't really work on farms or have mm-hmm. it uh, had to live that kind of life doing it and you know if anyone, someone's being honest that's art right that's one of the things and also i think saying that you hate all country music is just bs because genres are not distinct from one another country music fucking branches over into all kinds of shit like elvis did country music bunch of other people that are in my notes that I can't remember. So I guarantee you anyone out there who's listening and says, I don't like country music. You do. There is a, A, there's a country song out there for you and B, you probably already like one. Number three, one of the things that I don't like about people saying they like hate country music is it's kind of this, to me, it's like, they're like, oh, I hate the South. They're like, I'm so woke. I hate the South. It's racist, blah, 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 blah. And I hate that mindset because like, yes, white people in the South have been and still are racist but mm-hmm. you know what white people in the north have also been and still are racist the south also contains tons of people of color and just writing off the entire south as like 
conservative wasteland does a disservice to those people. Like, for example, Georgia, like this year, the reason Georgia had gone red for so long in the election is because of like voter suppression of black people and other minorities that like activists got out there and fucking signed those people up and Georgia swung blue. Like these people exist. They have various opinions. Like, I think just discounting all of the South Maybe this is me just being too ups- I just I just wanted a place to soapbox about hating the South. But I don't know. Just to me, that's kind of what it represents. I feel like when people say they hate country music, they're not like, I hate country music because it's sexist in this way and racist in this way. They're just like, oh, white country dudes. Bleh. Anyway, that's my opinion. You have any, anything you want to add to that? Any counter arguments or agreements? No. And it's funny because I, I do definitely like relate to the way you're feeling when it comes my own thoughts on when I was preparing my Starbucks episode and when I was presenting <laughs> my Starbucks episode I was like I know like how this sounds I know the flack that I'm going to get and I get the criticism of it and I think it's a little bit similar with like country music and the way I think like people do in the same way that people put themselves up on a pedestal and they're like oh you like Starbucks like that's so basic. I guess you don't like real coffee. You don't know anything about coffee. You're just a basic white girl who, you know, will just be funneled into anything that's mainstream. You don't have a mind of your own. You're stupid, basically. Um, Actually, that feels a little misogynistic. I need to like investigate this. I feel like that's misogynistic. But anyways, I think it is true that like there are a lot of people who just don't even want to be associated with anything that could potentially be not progressive. And so they're like, well, I hate country music mm. because I hate the South because the South is not progressive and I am progressive and like that line yeah. of thinking. But yeah, don't- to your point, you know, there are a lot of people of color and, you know, people like you in the South. The South is made up of individuals. It's yeah. not just a collective whole. And there's also people of color who like country music and are involved in it. And I'll talk about that a bit. And mm-hmm. I do also want to say, if anyone disagrees with me, if you think things I'm saying are problematic, email us dm us like i'm open to a conversation i don't think i'm perfect in any way um these are just the opinions that i have right now and if i get other compelling evidence i can very easily change my opinion me as well so anyway those are it's my preamble my soapbox preamble and i'm going to dive in already dive in i'm excited i'm gonna do nothing about this (laughs) I'm going to do today's entire episode in a very Southern accent. I, <laughs> I lost it. I, I used to have a Southern accent. My entire family has oh, one, but I just can't do it. Or maybe man. I'll do a Southern bell. Oh my God. I, would, <laughs> I wish you had a Southern accent. That would be so charming. I can't. I like, if I talk to him, I'll just pretend I'm, t- I'll just pretend I'm talking to my dad. I get a little bit of one when I'm talking oh. to my dad. See, the thing is, we all, well, not we all, but a lot of people, you know, want to hate on the South, but we all love a Southern accent. So what's that about? I don't like a Southern accent. Oh my God. Just shot shot my entire family in the foot. No, I, let me rephrase that. Women with Southern accents, fine. Men with Southern Southern Mm. accents who I'm not related to, bad Really? Al Gore has a Southern accent and I find it to be incredibly (laughs) sexy. I mean, like, it's not that I would never date someone with a Southern accent or never be attracted to someone. It's just 
my instinct when I hear a man with a southern accent is to be turned off and I think that just has to do with middle school trauma of all the boys all three boys in my class not liking me I say three because my school was so small my entire freshman class had 14 people in it that was all the freshmen you didn't know that oh my god I knew that you went to boarding so that was after so the that wasn't the boarding school my first school was just like a small private school where all the white people went I was going to say, how would a boarding school stay open with 14 right. students? No, uh, the boarding school was actually a public school. It was kind of like a, it was kind of like a magnet school. I'm talking myself up. Um, it was a lot like college. Um, and that was a boarding school that I went to for three mm. years. That was about 45 minutes away from my parents' house. And that was awesome. And boys liked me there. A boy yeah, liked me there. Yeah, that's right. Boys liked me. A boy. <laughs> <laughs> who I dated for two years I don't know I dated him for two years maybe other boys liked me maybe some girls liked me I'll never know unless they reach out reach out reach out if you if you uh were interested in me in high school um I'm taken now but you know just let me know reach out keep you on the back burner I'll keep yeah stroke my ego (laughs) so the way this is going to break down first I'm going to go through a run-through of the history of country music And then I'm going to talk about some scandals in country music, the state of country music today. And I'm also going to talk a lot about racism in country music and sexism and representation of LGBT people a little bit in uh, country music. I read so many fucking articles for this that I'm going to list sources as I give you the information because I quoted them in the text here. Um, But I did use Wikipedia a lot specifically for the history of country music because like it's really I, I wanted to try to get a rundown and wikipedia just had it all there to start off this whole section here is from blackhistory.com okay so the true secret undiscussed roots of country music and american music is black people so just a reminder that black people are probably responsible for a bunch of the shit that great shit that we have in the world specifically enslaved people i am choosing to say enslaved people instead of slaves because um i think it puts more agency on the people Blues music came out of the cultures of Black enslaved people, and that led to country and rock and roll and so many other types of music. Specifically, what's very interesting is, you know, the instrument, the banjo, right? Mm -hmm. And the banjo is very heavily associated with country music, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The banjo is is uniquely African-American, originating in Africa. The banjo, also called the banjar, banji, banjur, and banza, I might be mispronouncing those, was created in the early 17th century by African captives and brought to America through the West Indies. That is a direct quote from blackhistory.com. Up until the early 1840s, African captives were the only ones who played banjos. What? Yeah, so we wouldn't fucking have country music without black people, without black enslaved people. I never would have guessed that. So why is country music so white? The answer is white supremacism. And we're going to get into that. Well, we'll get into it a little bit. Anyway, um, also, uh, so one of the earliest white banjo players, I'm not going to, they did his name. I don't want to name him. Fuck him. He's not important. Well, some dude who was a blackface minstrel player, like minstrel shows were really popular in the 1800s that they often, I'm pretty sure had a blackface and he learned to play from slaves. And then popularized the instrument and standardized the construction. And it was heavily used in menstrual shows after that. And the slaves who taught him are unnamed because we don't know who they are. So I'm going to unname him. Nice. Just some white guy. 
So in the early 1900s, country music got extremely whitewashed as the terms country music and hillbilly music came into fashion and uh, country music was cemented as a popular American music at that time. Uh, this was the time when country music took on its white Southern kind of shitty roots. Quote from Megan. In uh, a quote, country, country grew from a need to appease a Southern audience that had idolized the great cause in the wake of the Civil War. So that is where we get our modern country music, which is very Southern, very like, very white Southern specifically, we should say, because it's all about these people trying to go back to the glory days when they owned Black people. The quote unquote glory days. Yes, quote unquote glory days. So people of color taught a lot of original classic country performers. So for example, um, T. Tot Payne was a guitarist and a street performer from Louisiana, and he was the only teacher and mentor to the legendary Hank Williams, uh, teaching him chords and how to write songs. I've heard the name Hank Williams. I don't really remember. I just think he's a early, like early 1900s famous uh, country artist. But he had a, you know, learned it from a person of color. Uh, all right, and please note that from here on out, when I go into the rundown of country music and the generations of it, it's going to be pretty much white people, but it's very whitewashed because that's what it became. So I'm going to go through that, and then later on, I'm going to talk about more people of color who were who were involved in country music, but maybe weren't given as much press, and so they didn't show up on the Wikipedia page. Uh, we're going to start with the first generation of country music, which was in the 1920s. Lots of fiddling, <laughs> focused in Atlanta. A notable name, Jimmy Rogers. I'd heard that name before. Um, he was country's first major star. He was also a yodeler. <laughs> All right, second generation, 1930s to 1940s. What was the time this, frame on oh, that first generation? It was 1920s. Okay. So that's when country music really cemented. It was called maybe country music or something similar to that second generation was 1930s to 40s and uh this was barn dance radio shows were really popular and those were basically like dances they were like it was like it was like country dance music i guess and people could uh they're really popular because the radio was popular during the depression and people couldn't really buy recorded music so they'd listen to the radio and i wonder if I did not look this up as much as I should have. If they would like put a radio in the barn and everybody would dance. That's what I'm assuming. Mm. This is also when the Grand Ole Opry was established, which is still going today. Uh, It's like a weekly show with country music. Is that what the Grand Ole Opry is? Because I have heard that, but I don't know what it is. I had to also look it up. It's like, I think it. they said radio show, but I think they do it um, as video now but i think they said it was weekly but it's country it's a country music like show we also have singing cowboys during the second generation like gene autry which i know because he did some uh country on uh, a country he did some christmas songs that i play for my students and also honky tonks became popular and a honky tonk is basically music played in bars to dance to kind of like country swing music oh the honky tonk Honky Tonk is something that is definitely featured in Garth Brooks music. It is. Yeah, it's a it is a thing that shows up in modern country music. All right. Third generation, uh, 1950s to 1960s. First all country radio station was made in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, Of course. Do you know? Do you know where Lubbock is? Country music station is from Texas. 
Yeah, Lubbock is on the uh, western side of Texas, kind of near the New Mexico border, closer to the New Mexico border. Do we say border for states, state borders? Yeah. Okay. I got spooked, I guess. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, well, I think um, it's because the state was New Mexico. So yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, Mexico border, New that's, Mexico? That's a weird thought, actually, <laughs> that Texas borders Mexico, Mexico and, New, and Mexico. New Mexico. Old Mexico, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay, so it's Western Texas. I feel like well, that's probably why it's called New Mexico. Just New Mexico. New Mexico borders Mexico too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a dumb question. I know geography. No, that's not a dumb. That's not a dumb question. Geography is hard. The part of Mexico that California borders is Baja California. Yeah. Which means yeah. under California. Yeah. <laughs> rude. That is rude. It's very disrespectful. I think we should call uh, California above uh, Mexico. <laughs> I, I agree. What if it was like above Baja California? D- that's so, that's, that's, no one is, is going to keep up with um, that. A little TMI fact that I haven't confirmed, but I heard once. So, you know, in Mexico, there's the Yucatan Peninsula. Someone told me that it got the name because when explorers from Europe went there, they were talking to the natives, to the indigenous people, and they're like, where are we? What is this? And they kept saying, Yucatan, 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 which means I don't understand. <laughs> are you serious? I, 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 I heard that and I hope to fucking God it's true. It could be one true. of those things that is not, but I love the idea that the Yucatan Peninsula is just the I don't fucking know peninsula. Oh my God. I love that. Okay, back to the third generation of country music and that radio station in Lubbock, Texas was made in 1953. And then country music started going in a bit of a different direction. We had this thing called rockabilly, which is one of the earliest styles of rock and roll music because guess what? Rock and roll music came out of fucking country music. Suck on that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Rockabilly was kind of an upbeat combo between blues and country music which also later influences punk rock. So you motherfuckers out there, you listen to punk rock, you like your Paramore and your Fall Out Boy, and you're like, fuck country music. You wouldn't have that shit without country music. And we wouldn't have country music without Black people. That's on period. Get what it? Does that mean? Like, have you never heard that saying before? So it's like, period, end of sentence. That's, mm-hmm. this is the end. Conclusion. Okay. Okay, um, (laughs) there were some artists, as sort of as typical with country music and maybe other types of music, there were some artists at this time who didn't really like this rockabilly and they wanted to keep country music quote-unquote pure, as in like it needed to stick to its roots, which I think is utter BS. Um, Anyway, so they... the Country Music Association was founded in 1958, partly to fight against rock and roll direction. Uh, So, some notable people... Elvis Presley. Yeah, he's a country Love. music artist. I really enjoy Elvis Presley. So he, one of his like more country songs, I think one of his uh, earlier songs uh, is Heartbreak Hotel, which is listed here as a country song. song. That's, that. And then uh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Whoa. Cash. Johnny, Johnny Cash. Everybody loves Johnny Cash. Love Johnny uh, Cash. Man in as Black. As an example. I don't know that one. Well, that's what they, that's what they call oh, yeah, Johnny Cash right. because he wore all black. Yeah. He's a badass. Um, <laughs> an example of his song I have here is Walk the Line, but I, I really song. like, I like Ring of Fire a lot. Me too. I love that. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I like 
the duets that he did with his wife whose name oh um, june june carter oh that sounds lovely okay um and also to mention a woman uh loretta lynn was a popular country music artist i've never listened to her music but i know her because when my hair was really curly my dad would be like you look like loretta lynn um and this is when we get to this thing called nashville sound so in the 1950s the recording of country music was focused in nashville which is where it's focused now and this was also when the industry was propelled into a multi-billion dollar industry Mm. i also want to mention um the influences of and the existence of western music and also tejano influences so western music um as in the wild west uh, had been popular before this time and it started to blend with the country music. We also have Tejano music, which comes from Mexico and goes into Texas. It comes from Europeans who had settled in Texas and who had learned music from the indigenous people. So it has some indigenous Mexican roots there and they combined it with their own, like, I guess, European music stuff. And it kind of became this mesh of thing that is called Tejano music. An example of this was Lydia Mendoza, who was the mother of Tejano music and traditional uh, Mexican-American music. She also did Spanish language music. She was born in Texas. She experienced discrimination specifically when her family was trying to re-enter the U.S. from Mexico in the 1910s and witnessed some horrible scenes at the border crossing and how the agents viewed everyone from Mexico as bad. And I'm so glad that it's 2021 and we don't have those problems anymore. I'm so glad we've progressed and that never happens anymore. No, there's no problem at our border. (laughs) um spoiler alert fourth generation (laughs) uh fourth generation 1970s and 1980s we're getting closer to when i was born i was born in the 90s like rebecca this is when we have this thing called outlaw country uh which was a reaction to the nashville sound which was like Mm. the mainstream and so these lyrics focus on running away from the law crime substance abuse and poverty to name a few uh, influenced heavily by Honky Tonk, the Mars, Rockabilly, and Hispanic artists. Mm. For example, Al Hurricane and Little Joe were two Hispanic American artists who uh, influenced Willie Nelson and, of course, had successful careers of their own. But the, I'm pretty sure everybody listening knows Willie Nelson, and not as many people have heard of this Al Hurricane and Little Joe guys because I had never heard of them. Uh, examples of outlaw country were Willie Nelson and uh, Waylon Jennings. Mm. who i don't really know the second one but i do i do love i do like willie nelson as a, as a name person name a willie nelson song see i can't remember his fucking songs but he's so famous he's just like so famous and he's super just like super into marijuana okay i'm pretty sure speaking of what time frame are we referring to because my one of my all-time favorite just music artists of all ever is john denver i'm gonna mention him i think in this time i'm gonna mention him is that because you went to japan and everybody sang fucking country roads everyone sings country <laughs> roads everyone they do i don't know so also so you know oh how last goodness. week i mentioned <laughs> that um book i was reading interior chinatown in it the author talks about how in like american chinatown like old chinese american men or old chinese men fucking love john denver and love that song and i was like what is happening what is it about the japanese people chinese people what the fuck john denver i didn't even know who he was until i came to japan and everybody introduced me to that song and i love it 
Okay. So I knew that song before I went to Japan, but I, like you, knew nothing about John Denver. But like when I had to start teaching kids how to sing that song in class, I started (laughs) to become curious. And so I looked into him and I started listening to like his discography. And I was like, this shit slaps. Sorry. All right. I'm about to go listen to more of his songs then. I also, I do like John Denver as a person because I was listening to a podcast episode about censorship of like uh, rock music and um, metal music that was uh, orchestrated by uh, Bill, uh, not Bill, uh, Al Gore's um, wife. You know about that? Tipper Gore. Yeah, Tipper Gore. And they had a congressional hearing about it and they got John Denver. They're going to be like, John Denver's going to be on our side. He's a country artist. Kids like him. Parents like him. And he gets up there and he's like, well, back in my day, I was, I was, uh, people wanted to uh, censor my music. I don't know if this is how he talks, but wanted to censor my music. And so I don't think we should censor music. And everybody was like, what the fuck? Okay. So, that makes me love him even more. Do you know so he John- had a tragic death? Oh, did he? Yeah, that could be a future episode. Tragic death. John Denver. Oh, damn. Pretty sure I wrote him somewhere. If not, we'll look up when he was popular. But I'm in the 1970s and 80s currently. Yeah, so we also have country pop come onto the scene here. Many country artists were in the top 40 U.S. Um, We got Dolly Parton, who's also great. Love fucking Dolly Parton. What a cutie. And Olivia Newton-John, who I've heard of. Let's get physical, physical. Oh, is that, is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Willie Nelson also is in this category. Mm. Also, we have country rock, um, oh. which introduced my new favorite word of all time. Actually, it's two words. Cowpunk. Cowpunk. <laughs> which is the name tells you what it is it's like country punk kind of music um it was uh actually initially created in the uk in the 70s hmm, interesting yeah. anyway so in country rock uh notable artists are bob dylan interesting the eagles so anyone listening out there that doesn't like country music you probably have stopped listening by this point but the eagles fucking country music who doesn't fucking love Hotel California? Oh, I don't know if that's God. country, but like, <laughs> yeah. And all and uh, Amy Lou Harris, who is a woman, and I've heard of, but I don't know her songs. Mm. Um, and you know those country rock kind of music artists influence a bunch of other artists, like uh, well, we have Southern rock, and they influence artists like the Rolling Stones, Grateful Dead, Creedence Clearwater Revival, all big names. Mm-hmm um there's also a lot of random subgenres at this point in the 70s and 80s we got neo country which is like disco country music we got my second favorite genre name truck driving country which is focused on long haul truck drivers <laughs> i am dying to hear neo country i'm googling that straight after this episode all right there's there's so much shit here i could talk about this for fucking days man i love it um neo traditionalists come on the scene again which are people who are like we gotta stick to our country roots we can't have all this rock and roll and cowpunk mambo jambo <laughs> some examples but some examples of that are garth brooks and so it doesn't mean that those people hate that type of music they're just like i want to make music that sounds more like uh the old country music um, which there's nothing wrong with that as long as they're not judgmental of you know of garth brooks no no garth brooks is one of the people who does that okay 
Okay. Yeah. But so I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring, I'm trying to, I don't want to ruin Garth Brooks unless he needs to be, I don't, we don't need to cancel him yet. We, I was going to say, please don't cancel <laughs> so, God. my boy. There's only one country artist. For. There's only one country artist that I cancel in this okay. episode and we'll get into it. I'm passionate. Mm. Um, but an example of just sound, I'm not saying that these specific people hated the new type of music. They just wanted to make music that mm-hmm. sounded like the old country music, mm-hmm. like Garth Brooks. Reba, McIntyre, George Strait, Alan Jackson. Mm. I know all these names from my childhood. I tried to make Reba catch on as a nickname for myself, being that my name is also Rebecca. But when my parents caught wind of it, they said, absolutely not, no way. (laughs) I didn't even think about how Reba is short for Rebecca until this moment. That makes yeah. sense. My parents were like, nope, you're not Reba. Oh my god, that's really funny. I tried. Uh, so now I'm going to go into fifth generation, which is the 1990s, which is going to be super nostalgic for me because that's when I was like being forced to listen to country music in the car and I became addicted to it. I relate. So 1990s. This time there was more FM radio stations that opened in rural areas and country music moved from AM radio, which is where they used to be, to the FM format, um, which gave country music more exposure. And now AM radio is just for those weird uh, religious... I don't know how it is where you're from, but in the South, if you ever turn on AM radio, there's like some religious shit, some conservative politician being real transphobic and homophobic. Same thing in Minnesota. AM radio (laughs) is like sports and conservative yeah. politics and religion yeah it's a little crazy <laughs> so this is when we had the first big uh female artists really come onto the scene this was like a heyday for uh female country music artists so we got shania twain who was Let's so go, famous <laughs> yes yeah, shania twain is so famous she had the most international international she had the most international success of any country artist because and I, she deserves it. I love when I was Shania like, Twain. When I was like, she's great. When I was like eight, I was obsessed with Shania Twain. I had like the CD I would listen to because I, I listened to a lot of music as a kid, partially because mm-hmm. I was, I guess, an only child and we went on car trips a lot and I get motion sickness so I can only listen to music. Mm. So I'd have my little portable CD player, this my little myth. headphones, my Shania Twain CD going on. Still the one. Okay. Oh my God. Still the one I want. <laughs> okay so we also have faith hill she's great uh, as well leanne rhymes oh my god can't fight the moonlight oh god yes you can't (laughs) fight the uh the artists previously known as the dixie chicks who are now known as the chicks Mm -hmm. they changed their name like last year in -hmm. response to the black lives matter um and george floyd protests which yeah, it's good. It's not like they're saving anyone by changing their name, but eh, it, it's it, it show. I guess it shows that they care. Um, also, alternative country like cowpunk baby. I wrote became more popular, but slowly. Twenty tens was better for them. All right, on to sixth generation, which is where we are now. This is from the two thousands to the present, but it's twenty twenty one. So I guess we're going into yeah. seventh gen soon. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> So 2000s, so the present, uh, we have a lot of influences from rock, pop, and R&B. Some popular artists, uh, American Idol, (laughs) Uh, Carrie Underwood, who won American Idol. And there's been a bunch of other people who got famous from 
American Idol and other t- such shows. For example, uh, Lauren Elena, who I have been listening to on Spotify, and I didn't realize she was the runner-up of the tenth season in 2011. Huh. I like some of her songs, and there was also this show called Nashville Star, which was basically American Idol but with country music. Um, they had six seasons from 2003 to 2008. Some notable artists who came out of that were Miranda Lambert, who is super famous. And mm-hmm. I've been listening to her for a while and I didn't know that she was from that show. Um, she has a song I love called Gunpowder and Lead, which I've is, do you know song. It's like, I'm going home, gonna load my shotgun, wait by the door and light a cigarette. He wants to fight. Well, now he's got one. He ain't seen me crazy yet. He slapped my face and he shook me like a rag doll. Don't that sound like a real man? I'm going to show him what a little girl's made of, gunpowder and lead. So she's going to shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I remember. I I do know her and I remember that song. I did. This is bringing back memories of my... I had like maybe a brief country phase where I had a friend yeah. who lived in a more rural area and we would watch the country music channel and like watch music <laughs> videos and nice. around this time. Nice. And if you're going to take anything away from this episode, just fuck male country artists. Don't need yeah. them. But country, female country artists are so much better. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk more about that later, especially if you can find women of color. Mm. Their shit's so much better. Mm. Okay. Um, also, Casey Musgraves. Even if you don't like country music, you should listen to her. She's like been described as um, country music for people who don't like country music. She's such she's super chill, cool person. She's known for this like mildly controversial lyric, which is not controversial at all in this song code Follow Your Arrow that I really like. And she's like, um, make lots of noise kiss lots of boys or kiss lots of girls if that's something you're into she also talks about like smoking a joint and that so it's like that that's how bad the lgbt representation has been in country music that that like 10 years ago was like the pinnacle of what we had things have gotten a little bit better but yeah but she's cool she's very lgbtq friendly i think she's pretty liberal um i recommend her Mm. All right. Um, still in the sixth. That was mostly two thousand. So still in the sixth generation. I'm going to talk about the twenty tens. Uh, there's a lot more R and B kind of mix into country music, which is is good and bad. So one of the problems with this though is that a lot of the white artists will just do this without inviting any black artists to ever do collabs with them. So it's kind of you could make the argument it's a little bit cultural appropriation. Like they should try to. I don't know. I think give back to people that have like created that type of music one artist though uh kane brown he does kind of like r&b country do you know him oh my god i there's this one song by him that i could not stop listening to like a few years ago what are like some of his most popular songs yeah i don't know them that much but i have seen him on my country playlist um he's multiracial he is white black and cherokee Oh, I'll look up some of his popular it's, songs. It's um, something like about a short skirt. Short skirt weather. I think that's what it's called. It's oh. like, oh, <laughs> my baby's made for short skirt weather. <laughs> yeah, I love I that, love that, song. that one. Um, yeah, he was interesting. I was reading about him. He apparently didn't know he was uh, by like a multiracial until later in his life because his mom's white and his dad was in jail. So he was raised by his mom. So he just thought mm. he was white. But I guess he must look a little bit mixed because he like went to school and people started calling him the n-word and he's like 
yeah, he <laughs> definitely like, uh, looks mixed. That's fucked up. Um, also, an example is Old Town Road by Goldmass yeah. X, which I'm going to talk about in a lot more detail later, but I'm just name dropping it. Okay, now we're going to get into this thing that the 2010s took a turn for the worst in country music, IMO. Mm. I would say that like in the 90s and the 2000s, things started to get a little bit better because female artists became really popular, much more popular. Um, but that's kind of been on the downturn. I'll talk about really? that in more detail in the controversy section. But um, there's this word that's used to describe a lot of country music now called bro country. Oh, God. Songs about getting drunk, hitting on women and riding in trucks. Oh, boy. Yeah, the songs are popular because people want to hear them, I guess. <laughs> Who these okay. people are. Hmm. So, yeah, this has become a thing that's been really popular. Um, some of the people who make this music, the guys who make this music are like, it's not pro country. I'm just making songs. I'm offended. I don't know if they're offended, but like some people say it's not a problem. I think it's a problem. I did not write down uh, the artists, but just any country music radio station you'll hear tons of this and there's been some react some reactions against it the best complaint about it imo was from steve earl who was a country singer in 2000 uh in 2017 steve earl noted that the genre genre was in some ways a watered down form of hip-hop stating that the guys just want to sing about getting fucked up they're just doing hip-hop for people who are afraid of black people i like the new kendrick lamar record so i'll just listen to that (gasps) oh Oh my god, my drop. <laughs> That's I don't so know. true. It is that kind of music for people who are afraid of black people. I want to say here that like making songs about that kind of topics in itself is not bad. The problem is that it's an oversaturation, right? It's oversaturated and also a lot of it is like I mean, well, I shouldn't say a lot of it, but there's definitely a good chunk of content that is misogynistic or just mm-hmm. predatory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the 2010s this art this uh maddie and tay they made a song called girl in a country song which is great i highly recommend listening to it it's a reaction to like how misogynistic country songs can be mm-hmm. and they're like this bikini top chafes do i really have to wear it all day <laughs> and like stuff like that I'm just a girl in a country song. How did it go so wrong? I'm all I'm good for is uh, something you and your friends on the weekend. Nothing more. Mm-hmm. We used to get a little respect, but now we're lucky if we can get right along. And uh, I forgot it. But anyway, it's a good reaction to this. I, I like mm-hmm. Maddie and Tay's music. Mm, I've heard of them. So that is the breakdown of history of country music. Do you have any questions, comments, concerns? I'm so. I'm so intrigued. I can't wait to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now what I'm going to talk about are some controversies in country music and talking about the current state of country music. This is mostly aimed at sexism, misogyny, racism, controversies. So one of the biggest problems with mainstream country music is the industry in Nashville. And they'll, they'll refer to the country music industry as just Nashville. They're honestly... Race, they, there's a lot of racism and sexism and Nashville likes to sweep it under the rug by saying we're a big country family and you shouldn't speak out against other people in it but that doesn't help anyone Mm-mm. um so I'm gonna talk about a scandal that I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings about I have a lot of feelings about mm. this scandal involves the chicks okay. in 2003 
do you know does this do you know anything about this the bush controversy yes 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 so background on me i remember when this happened and my family did was like oh fuck the dixie chicks i can't believe they would like do this and like i got like my family would talk about it in a negative way so they're Mm -hmm. very much on the side of being against the chicks in 2003 dixie chicks were sorry the chicks were super popular and then in 2003 they're at a show in london and they're about to do uh i think it's like the premiere of their song traveling soldier which is a good song Mm -hmm. um really sad kind of about the soldier going off to vietnam and getting killed and they're in London and she's like, I just want y'all to know that uh, we don't support what Bush is doing. We don't support him. You know, this is after 9-11. So mm-hmm. we're in Iraq, Afghanistan. We're all over the Middle East, mm-hmm. I guess. She was like, we don't support what our president is doing. And mm-hmm. then her bandmates specked her up. And then they got backlash like fucking crazy. I remember this. They were blacklisted from country stations. People stopped listening to them. I remember this when I was young. Apparently that is a bullet point I had on here. Um, (laughs) They got death threats like crazy. Um, They initially issued apology, but then rescinded it saying, actually, I think Bush deserves no respect. I love that. Um, And refused, yes, refused to give a heartfelt apology. If people are going to ask me to apologize based on who I am, said the main singer, main singer. Uh, I don't know what to do about that. I can't change who I am. Didn't they create that song in response? Yep, yep. I'm going to say that. Nice. Yep, that's my next bullet point. Will you read my notes? <laughs> uh, yep, they made a song, song, Not Ready to Say Nice, which is a big fuck you to everyone. They also did this cool thing where they appeared naked on a magazine cover covered with the words people had written to them. Wow. And these included threats and positive words. So they got called things like, sodom's angels dixie sluts hero brave and free speech those last three are good (laughs) but yeah they got fucking death threats like uh mains that's the last name of the lead singer she like um security details or stuff like they were kind of worried and this is when i'm gonna get into the motherfucker that i want to cancel so they had a feud with toby keith fuck and i don't mean this enough i can't say this enough fuck toby keith Toby Keith was in a feud that I would say he started with the chicks mm-hmm. and he did this fucked up thing that makes me so mad mm. at his concerts. He showed a doctored photo of the main singer talking to Saddam Hussein in the background of his concerts. That's so aggressive. It's aggressive and it's fucked up because some dumbass motherfucker in his audience probably would think that that shit's real. And these mm. motherfuckers are getting death threats. He is literally putting them in danger because he doesn't fucking understand how misogyny works and how like dangerous it is to be a woman and have opinions. And it's so aggressive. Fuck Toby Keith. And we're going to give him about half a penny now because I need you to listen to the song by Toby Keith that doesn't have anything to do with the chicks. Just, I need you to listen to this song and I want you to react to it. How do you, what are your reactions to the song? I mean, this is the type of music that I think of when I say I hate country music. That's fair. That is fair. So what I hate about this song is the lyrics are trash, but it's so catchy to me. Yeah. (laughs) You agree? Okay. Okay. Here's (laughs) what it is. Here's what it is. Okay. So like the lyrics are so awful, but like, because I've been like brought up in the United States and like raised by a certain type of family. Like it elicits a response from me. Like I, like I get goosebumps. 
Yes, exactly. And that's what's so screwed up about this song. So just to give everyone a rundown of the type of lyrics, it's this is a very nationalistic song. Mm-hmm. It was written, I think, in reaction to the 9-11 attacks. And yeah. also I read that it, it was written after Toby Keith's father died because his father um, was in the army. And I think, you know, he was sad that his dad died and he kind of wrapped that all up in his pride of America, which is kind of a problem we have with like American nationalism. And he, mm-hmm. but, and the, even like the, the pride, like the America pride stuff isn't so bad. It's when it gets violent. There's a point of this song where it's like, we lit up your world, like the 4th of July. And he's talking about bombing people. Like that I don't want to fucking the, bomb people. That was the worst line. My favorite line is the Statue of Liberty started shaking its fist. It's, such a visceral image yeah he does have some great imagery in that song which is the stuff that like gives me goosebumps yeah it's and like so, i don't consider myself to be like patriotic but I don't like, either. <laughs> you know but no i agree and so i have uh yeah and i i hate the song though i like i'll just I, I have a problem where i'll listen the first minute of it because i'm like it's catchy and then i'm like can't do this anymore and i'll like turn it off but like it's a shit song toby keeps shit guy just gonna put mm-hmm. it out there mm-hmm. i don't agree with his opinions another shitty thing that he did is uh mm. he's very chummy with trump oh, um, oh he played it as an no. he played it as inauguration and he got a reward from him award probably not a reward an award from him right before trump left office back to the chicks and why i love them um the lead singer of chicks wore a t-shirt to the country music awards uh i guess this was like 2004 2003 that said f-u-t-k and everyone was like what does that say and they're like oh it just means like she, she said like uh friendship under tender and kindness that's probably not what it was but she said something but you know what that shit stands for fuck you toby keith i love that <laughs> so love the chicks the lead singer is pretty cool She's got I, was bite. I like that she does. I read an article about her, and apparently when she was in high school in Texas, she uh, did this thing where she would skip random periods of class during the um, day to prove that she wouldn't get caught because she's white, but all of the people of color, students students of color, were getting caught and unjustly punished because they weren't white. She's so cool. The chicks are cool. You should listen to the chicks. They make it more new music now. So we're going to talk about sexism and racism, uh, mostly racism, but the, the intersectionality means that sometimes these go together and country music. Burr, 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 burr. Okay. I'm going to start with this artist named Mickey Guyton, who thankfully has actually been really popular lately, but in 2015 is kind of when she got her start. Um, she released this song, Better Than You Left Me, which got rave reviews. I would also like to specify that she is Black, because mm. it is relevant. She is a Black country artist. And she, I've been listening to her stuff nonstop. Her vocals are amazing. That girl, lady, can sing. She released the song, Better Than You Left Me, which got a lot of good reviews. And here is a quote from her Twitter in 2019. She said, the sad thing about this talking about uh, I think sexism in country music the sad thing about this is when my song better than you left me came out and was working and was going up the charts I was told that country radio didn't want to play two ballads by two females at the same time so they played one girl and quit playing mine it was heartbreaking so there wasn't enough room on country music radio for two ballads by women 
And this goes into something that's been getting worse in uh, country music. So this is about sexism. According to NBC, from to the year from the year 2000 to 2018, women on country radio decreased by 66%. Whoa. Uh, spins, which is what they call plays, like number of plays you have. So the spin rate for men to women in the year 2000 was two to one. So mm. for every one song that a woman, a woman played, there were two songs uh, with men, which is still kind of a shit. But Rebecca... Now, or when this uh, article was published, which I unfortunately did not note, it was 9.7 to 1. Uh, and then 2000s, in uh, 2000, women had 33% of the songs played, which was, I think, their max. And now they have 16% in, not now, in 2019. What the hell? You have a theory? Well, my thinking is, like, doesn't that timeline directly correlate with, like, Donald Trump's presidency and his ascension to popularity. Nah, I don't think so. I think because mm. I was in what 2016. Because I, I don't think Trump caused stuff. I think Trump just brought shit out of the woodworks that was kind well, of already there. And I think, and I think I'm this saying. was already an example of something that was happening before that. I don't have the chart, but if you look at the chart, it shows it like a steady decline since the 2000s. Mm. That's but insane. I wonder what it is yes. on mainstream radio. I need to figure this out. Do you listen to the radio stations? No. So, I don't know. I guess that's kind of a good point, too. Most people listen to stuff on, like, Apple Music or Spotify or something. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's just older men that listen to the radio now. Maybe. And maybe that's why, dudes. But still pretty shit, yo. It's still garbage. Garbage. All right, so that was about the state of women in country music. So they're getting, like, put out. Uh, again, I just say... I don't love, I mean, I like some male country music artists, of course, but if you're gonna listen to country music, just listen to women. They have much better songs. Like the lyrics aren't as shitty. I mean, some of them are, but like overall, it's better. All right, now we're gonna get into racism in country music. And I learned a bunch about racism in country music. And I also learned that I could read about racism in country music forever, apparently, because <laughs> I, it was a deep well that kept going. And I find another article and I'd be like, this shit's fascinating. Like, there's oh, just there's so God. many examples of it. I mean, I went in thinking there was going to be racism, like bias. And I still found and I just found so much shit. Like, it's my bias is not what. Is that nose <laughs> anyway. dive? Yeah, nose dive. So first, we're going to talk about Lil Nas X. My boy. My boy. So <laughs> in December 2018, he released a song called Old Town Road. Are you familiar with the song, Rebecca? Love that song. Now, do you listen to the original version or the Billy Ray Cyrus version? I listen to both. Both. Okay, so you're aware of both. Mm -hmm. So originally he released it by himself, December 2018. In March of 2019. Billboard removed the song from its top 100 country song, stating it was not country, but not really giving a good reason. Mm. The Billboard statement was, Upon further review, it was determined that Old Town Road by Little Nas X does not currently merit inclusion on Billboard's country charts. Billboard said in a statement, when determining genres, a few factors are examined, but first and foremost is musical composition. While Old Town Road incorporates references to country and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart 
in its current version. We can we can debate about this, but one other thing Billboard said. So in response to people saying this decision was made because he was Black, Billboard said, Billboard's decision to take the song off of the country chart has absolutely nothing to do with the race of the artist. The statement said, I'm just going to say, I was pretty sure that this was racist racism but when they said this has nothing to do with the race of the artist it firmly cemented it in my brain that's <laughs> <laughs> just how i reacted to that and i will say i went listen to the original version of old town road and my initial reaction to it was that it's not country music but i also then i listened to it again and i was like eh, this could be country music and i think it's just i think it's bs that they took it off the country charts if people if were enjoying it, was it already on there to remove yeah. it that's a statement that's a fucking statement right like just let it play like out its life on there like what's the fucking like what does it matter so i think it's racist and i think it's because he's black and he sounds quote unquote Mm -hmm. black in the song Mm -hmm. it 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 sounds like it sounds like r&b music that is also country like a spice of country and i think this is especially fucked up because in the current state of country music there's a lot of country artists that throw in r&b elements into their song and everyone's fine with that and i just i think it's an example of racism i'm gonna put it out there haters um so in response billy ray cyrus became the hero or became a hero of this story because i would argue that Lil nas x was already the hero of the story because i i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't look into his reasons for making the song but part of me is like he probably wanted to be controversial well um <laughs> that his most recent his most- music video would yeah. support that yeah which i support i support being controversial because it fucking sh- showcases bullshit in the industry yeah. so billy ray cyrus comes in and he listened to it He's like, this fucking sounds like country music to me. He's like, there's like a banjo in the background. He's like, this shit is country music. And so he made a um, remix with him. And when you do listen to that with Billy Ray Cyrus and his like country vocals, it is clearly country music. Mm -hmm. Part of me felt shitty being like, oh, did I need this white man with a country accent Mm -hmm. to like make it country music, you know? Mm. But uh, I like, I like the remix. I like the original too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I like both. This is the point in the podcast when I would say today's podcast is really just about how Old Town Road is the best country song that has ever been released. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Hell yeah. I keep thinking of my favorite line from that song. I can't think of like the exact line. He said something like Gucci cowboy hat, Wrangler on my booty. (laughs) Oh my God. I keep thinking of that line. I love that song. Great music video too. Yep. So Lil Nas X is the hero of today's episode. He like he was brought up at five a.m. He was brought up before the podcast. Brought up in the podcast and shout out chit in here. So shout out, Lil Nas. We love Nas. you. We love you. He's also an LGBT country artist. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. A, oh my god, breaking so many barriers. <laughs> this example of taking him off the Billboard charts is. An example of a long-held tradition of keeping Black people out of country music. So I'm going to give some examples. Or Okay, this is a quote from the Washington Post. Early in the 20th century, executives categorized music from Black country artists as race records, effectively removing them from the format. Race records? Yeah, I don't actually have that much more info, but basically the shit was done on purpose. That's insane. 
for example, in an essay entitled Black Hillbillies, African-American Musicians on Old Time Records, 1924 to 1932 by Patrick Huber, he says, at least 22 racially integrated proto-country music recording sessions and almost 50, if not more, African-American musicians who played on hillbilly records before 1932. That is not a complete sentence. But basically, he's saying that there were lots of examples of uh, like proto-country music, so pre-country music, Black artists and um, African-American musicians who played on hillbilly records. So there is, in like the 20s and 30s, there is ample evidence of Black people being involved in country music and they got shoved out. Hmm. Uh, one of the fundamental received wisdoms of popular music history is that due to taste and Jim Crow, white folks made one kind of music, which became the roots of country and Western, and black folks simultaneously made what the industry labeled race music, blues, gospel, rhythm, and blues. Though race mixing in the studio was a rare phenomenon, Huber shows clearly that the interracial recording sessions and the general sharing of musical ideas across Jim Crow lines was far more common than is imagined today. Hmm. So the point here is that black people got shoved into blues, gospel, rhythm, and blues, and white people got shoved or I wouldn't say shoved, shoved themselves into country music. And there was some mixing of them than we imagine today, um, mm. more than we imagine today. Um, I also did a deep dive into some country music artists throughout the ages, uh, some I had heard of and some I found via research. In the 1960s and 70s, there was actually a little bit of a heyday for Black women in country, hmm. um, but not really, not a great one. Like, I don't know, five women. No, it was probably more than that, but it wasn't anything crazy. But uh, there was a woman named Linda Martell, who was the mm. first Black woman to perform at the Grand Ole Opry. Mm. Um, Tina Turner had a country direction in the oh 1970s. My God. Tina Turner. Um, there's a group called the Pointer Sisters, who I think uh, did go on to, you know them, to do pop mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. But they won a country music Grammy in 19... Uh, oh, shit. I wrote 197. Sometime in the 1970s. They or did. maybe it was what was or, the song? I don't know, but it also they may have won it in a uh, 197 according to my notes. Didn't aren't yeah. they the artists that did that song? I'm so excited. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't I didn't I'll I didn't know them out. just by name. Are you going to look it up? Yes, but I am still listening to I'm googling Pointer Sisters. All right, this is why we need a, like an editor and a producer who can who can yeah they can, did uh, I'm look so up stuff. excited I'm so excited mm -hmm. um, I don't know what country song they won did, is that wait was that the country song no right. that's not country, country. look up look it up right everyone wait I'll sing you a country song while Becky looks this up uh, if there's a song of called... the red white and blue you're what? singing the worst country song <laughs> imaginable um, and the thunder says... Do you know the song Fairy Tale? Is that potentially the song that when like I Pointer Sisters? Pointer Sisters Fairy Tale Country. Where I typed, sorry, I Googled the Pointer Sisters country song and this song came up. That might be it. You uh, said that they yeah. won a country music award? Yeah, a Grammy in uh, sometime in the 1970s. Now I'm, it's definitely for the song Fairy Tale because that song keeps coming up. All right, Fairy Tale by the Pointer Sisters. Um, there's also this man who I don't put dates down, so I'm going to guess also 70s and 60s, uh, Arthur Alexander. 
He was an Alabama artist who was well-received but struggled to get commercial success, had to work as a bus driver for some time. However, several of his songs were covered by The Beatles, Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, Tina Turner, and other artists. Oh, wow. And he's in the Alabama Music Hall of Fame. That is Arthur Alexander, a black man. Okay. Uh, O.B. McClinton, early 1970s, had a song in the top 40, died at 50, uh, 47 of cancer. That's all I have on that guy. Um, but also a black man, sorry. <laughs> black man in country music. Uh, Darius Rucker. Do you know Darius Rucker? Heard of him. He was the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. And he has recently become a bit of a country star. He did a cover of Wagon Wheel, which was an older song, which you may know. It's like, rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. So kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ray Charles. Definitely heard of him. Uh, Defford Bailey. He was in the Grand Ole Opry. He's a legendary harmonica player. He performed at the Grand Ole Opry in 19, from 1927 to 1941, according to The Guardian. I think he was the first Black person to uh, perform there. Um, and only three uh, Black artists have ever been members of the Grand Ole Opry. So I don't know. I think that's different than performing. Hmm. Um, I didn't look it up. But that's what they said. And they were Darius Rucker, Charlie Pride, and this guy, Defford Bailey. And I'm going to talk about Charlie Pride next. So Charlie Pride, 1966 to 1987, he had a career. He had 52 top 10 hits. What? I've never heard of this guy. He's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. And uh, he died on December 12th of 2020 at 86 due to complications from COVID-19. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. Yep. Um, I'm also going to talk about a lady, uh, Reese Palmer. She's pretty cool. She released a debut album in 2007, but then left her recording label and Nashville because she did not like the racist atmosphere. Hmm. Um, In 2007, she was the first Black artist to get in the Billboard Top 100 for country since 1987, when (laughs) a song by Donna Mason was in the charts. What? Okay, this person, Reese Palmer, I feel like I recognize that name and I feel like I might know one of her songs. You might. And she also does a cool radio show on Apple Music. I don't have Apple Music, so I haven't listened to it, where she explores the country and indigenous and people of color roots of um, country music. And I would listen. I if I figure out how to get Apple Music, I I have a weird payment thing because my phone is in Japan Mm. and I could probably figure it out. I'm just lazy. Mm. Um, I'd like to listen to that because she seems super cool. And yeah. And I also wrote Tierra down here, who you mentioned. Yeah, I like her. She's up and coming. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, wait, or am I going to mention her later? I'm going to mention her later. But as I mentioned earlier, Mickey Guyton is super famous right now. She sang at the Grammys. And That's she's awesome. hosting the Country Music Awards with um, Keith Urban. By the way, Keith fucking Urban. Do like his music. Do you know Keith Urban? He was married to Nicole Kidman. <laughs> do, you know that he's, do you know that he's from Australia? Uh, yeah, that's why he's married to Nicole Kidman. Oh, is she Australian? <laughs> yeah. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's obviously not why they're married, but you know, they're bonded. <laughs> so he's Australian and he does country music that sounds like country music. Sounds like American fucking country music. And I like some of his songs and there's this song he does. Um, 
John something. I was born on uh, John three six. I don't know. It's very American. It's very uh, Christian. I just listen to it and I just am enjoying it. But I scream, "You're from Australia!" And like, if this motherfucking Australian ass motherfucker can sing about American shit, then fucking Lil Nas X can sing yeah, about exactly. riding a pony, taking his his horse to the Old Town Road With and wrangling on his bullshit. <laughs> yes, he's fucking Australian. <laughs> I know. I'm not hating Keith Urban. I'm just giving like, and he's just an example. Exactly. That like you, if you make, I don't. Yeah, they let him in. Is my phone going off? No. No. I heard your mic move a little bit or something, or so I heard. Maybe you moved your phone. I heard a. Yeah, hear that now. I said that on purpose. (laughs) Playing the bongos. I'm so curious about this Reese Palmer person. But go on. Yeah, you should listen to a radio show. Let me know. Report back. Yeah, I have the, the I have Apple Music, so should. Um, okay, so going into very recent February 2021, two months ago. Oh boy. A country artist named Morgan Wallen was recorded outside his home saying a racial slur. Mm. And yes, it is that racial slur that you are thinking of. Oh, the one God. targeted at black people. Um, I think he said it in a, like, supposed to be casual setting. Like, he wasn't, like, I, I'm not, it's not okay. I'm not, I don't think, like, he saw a Black person and was like that, blah, blah, blah. I think he was, like, referring to his friend by that, who, I don't know, maybe they were white, maybe they were Black, which is inexcusable. I just want to give a representation of what happened. Um, and he faced backlash for this, Um Unfortunately, first, many country artists stayed quiet about this, not making a comment about this because it's the Nashville way. But, um, I didn't write it, but he got, um, not let go, but suspended from his like recording label. So some people, they did react negatively to it. They were like, you can't fucking do this, bro. Um, and, uh, but a lot of country artists didn't really speak out against it. But two people that did talk about it were Luke Combs and uh, Marin Morris. Uh, Luke is a man. Marin is a woman. They're both white. Um, they were going to do an interview with Washington NPR. That was supposed to be about like their career, but it, they ended up turning it into a conversation about discrimination and country music. Um uh, and Marin's Morin. Marin? Oh shit, Morin. Oh god, I wrote it twice. I should know. I like I think she's Morin. Sorry, Morin Morris. You think it's Marin? I'm gonna look it up. Because I actually listen, I listen to her music. I like her. I follow her on Instagram. By the way, when I Googled Reese Palmer, Marin. it is the person that I was thinking of. She sings the song Country Girl, which I liked in middle school. Oh, Country Girl. Okay, I'll have to listen to that. I've gotten mm-hmm. so many wrecks from this. Thanks, <laughs> uh, thanks, Reba. Oh my god, call me Reba for the rest of the episode. It's, a, it's your country music name, Reba. Oh my god. So, uh, Marin said, uh, if this is a fa- uh, in response to Nashville saying we're a family and you shouldn't talk bad about other people or something. If this is a family and you love it, call it out when it's bad so you can rid the diseased part so we can move forward. She said, this whole this whole we're a family we're protecting our own it's protecting white people it's not protecting black people and that's what she said in npr interview uh which was recorded in a washington post article that i read 
Um, Luke Combs was in this conversation and he also apologized for his use of a Confederate flag in previous vi- music videos and on his guitar. He had a Confederate flag um, sticker. Whoa. I didn't quote him, but he said something like, I was a different person then. I thought it meant something different and I now understand that that's hurtful to people and so I think he's shying away from that so good on him that's good um all right Mickey Guyton going back to her the black woman um that I brought up earlier uh, another tweet from her when I read comments uh this is about the the man who said the slur she says when I read comments saying this is not who we are I laugh because this is exactly who country music is I've witnessed it for 10 years you guys should just read some of the vile comments hurled at me on a daily basis. Oh, it's God. a cold, hard truth to face, but it is the truth. Um, his record label, the guy who said this, did suspend him and his songs were taken off the radio. Yeah. Um, the one really who not. the video was captured of. Yeah. Um, I did not put my notes on this, but I did a lot of this research. So I want to talk about Mickey Guyton a little bit more. She's really cool. Um, I want to show you a couple of her songs. And we can give her music because I like her. (laughs) Um, But uh, still not going to be recorded. Um, All right, I'm going to show you. I'm going to share my screen. Uh, Share sound. That is important. All right, this is from the Grammys. This is a country song. Wait. Sorry. What is the name of this song, Rebecca? Black Like Me, in parentheses, Our Voices. All right, let's listen to a little bit of it. Okay, so I think you got a gist there. What's your... How do you feel about that song? They gave me goosebumps. It's good. It's really good. Um, I feel like no person who, like if you were just listening to her on the radio would be able to discern her music from like any other artist. Yes. She sounds like a, just like a, she sounds like country artist. Um, I think that unfortunately she probably feels, I've seen some quotes from her that she feels kind of boxed into that. And she feels like she has to be quote unquote more traditional. So people will take her seriously. And so actually releasing this black like me song was um, really monumental for her because she was like, I'm speaking my truth and people loved it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I am gonna also show you another song by her that I really like, and I'm glad they have the lyrics. So let's take a listen. Oh, sorry. What is this song called? What are you gonna tell her? Okay. So how do you feel about that song? <laughs> That's dark, but also true. Yeah. So this song is kind of like just talking about sexism in the world um mm-hmm. and lyrics like um uh oh shit what was it what do you yeah i'm gonna have to sing it <laughs> um how did it start again it was like she thinks oh yeah she thinks love is life is fair uh god hears every prayer blah 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 um and her friend's older brother's gonna keep his hands to himself and that someone's gonna believe her when she tells and it's like what are you gonna tell her when she's wrong yeah it's like what are you gonna tell her when she's wrong Mm -hmm. we just lie and say it's been that way all along Mm 
What are you going to tell her when she figures out that all the time you built her up just so the world could let her down? And it's like, first time I listened to the song, I was like tearing up. And I also teared up in that last, like mm-hmm. listen to it a bit. She, it's just very, um, it's a very strong song. Uh, she got together with a bunch of other f- women, country artists, and mm. made that song. Um, she's cool. And Powerful. she's never... Um, and she's never had a full studio album. She's had kind of like these smaller ones. Um, and she's got like a, it's, I, I don't know what you call it. It's, a, it's, it's not a full album. It's got like six songs on Spotify that I've been listening to. And they're all really good. And not all of them are this sad. She has like this really cute song about how she loves Rosé, mm-hmm. um, which is very country. And it's nice. So if you're at all interested out there, I recommend listening to her. It's some guilt-free country for you guilt-free no racism or misogyny that i can see she's a cool we lady you stand <laughs> yeah okay and i think that is what i have to say about racism and sexism in the industry do you have any comments c- concerns i'm sure many concerns questions many concerns i don't think i have any questions i mean it doesn't surprise me that there's racism in the industry um i mean there's racism in nearly every industry but true you know it's uh, Uh, not good to hear about yep um racism in every industry i would say in the country music industry it's very pronounced because of how many white people and how many white dudes there are um it's like crazy to me how sexist it still can be um I like, I guess as like a white woman, sometimes I forget that I still like can have discrimination against me. Does that make sense? Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm white. I'm doing great. I got it made. Mm -hmm. But like women in the country music industry and in the world still face struggles. Like, you know, like that case of the woman in the UK that got murdered recently on walking home. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like a month ago. No, I thought you were referring to Lucy Blackman. No, um, Sarah Everend. Why have I not heard about this? Have you not heard about this? Maybe it's because I live abroad. Mm. Um, there was a woman in the UK who was, I think, like 30, and she was at a friend's house and she walked home. Uh, and she did everything you're supposed to. She told someone she was coming home, sent text. She told her friend she was leaving and would text her when she got there. She walked in front of like cameras so people could see her. She wore like shoes you could run in. And she disappeared and her body was found um, days or weeks later. I don't know. And I don't know what has come of it, but they were looking into the possibility that a police officer was the one who had uh, murdered her. And uh, everyone on the internet, at least maybe I have a lot of friends from the UK, were talking about this and talking about how it's still not safe for women to just fucking walk on the street at night. And in a lot of places it isn't. And it's awful and it's shitty. And it's a thing that men don't have to think about Mm -hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. or at all at maybe. all i don't know i mean yeah i guess so i mean you can get mugged i guess but you're yeah. not like afraid as a man maybe unless you're gay and you're like walking with another guy and y'all are being uh obviously yeah. gay you're in more danger because i also read an article this morning about um this man who met someone on grinder went mm-hmm. to meet them in a park in new york and got ambushed by two dudes and killed oh god and how there's been a um increase in violence against gay people 
against LGBT people. It's just so fucked up. People, stop being so fucking violent. <gasps> people just chill to fuck out. Yep. All right, so uh, that leads us into our last section, which is about LGBTQ representation in country music. And it's fucking worse that all, like, it's, the section is so short because it's so small. The representation is so small. Um, there are really not any mainstream gay country songs like about being gay or anything about that. Um, the first person who came out as gay, who was a country music artist, is called is uh, Shelley Wright. Hmm. From the 1990s to the present, she's been active. Um, she did a song called Single White Female that I think very, was very popular. Hmm. I had never really listened to her music, but in 2010, she came out as a lesbian. Um, and that was the first time like a major country artist came out as gay. 2010. 2010. Wow. Um, and I tried to look into other gay country artists and there are like no mainstream ones. I found this list from 2010 with a bunch of like really small people that like I'd never heard of and I don't even know if they're still doing music. Um, but recently, some good news. In February 2021, uh, also, when that guy said that racial slur, we had something better happen. Yeah. Um, there's the Brothers Osborne, not the Osborne Brothers. That's an older band. Brothers Osborne, who I actually really liked one of their songs before this came out. It's, um, shit, what's it called? Um, Stay a Little Longer. Mm. It's very good. Um, so it's two brothers that do the music. And TJ Osborne, one of them, came out as gay in February of this year, wow. making him the first openly gay country artist to be signed to a major label. Wow, that's awesome. So that is awesome. Good for him. I want more of that. Me too. And that is all I have on gay, on LGBT people (laughs) in country music. The brevity of this tells you how bad the situation is. Yikes. We need so, Lil Nas X now more than ever. Yes, I'm sorry, Lil Nas X. Also, a gay country <laughs> artist. Pretty sure that's his own um, country song. It is, it is, but mm-hmm. I'm milking it for what I can. A great song. Greatest country song ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess to wrap up, I would say hate country, I would say you should hate the country music industry, but love some of the country music artists. Mm-hmm. That's where I'd leave it. And if you want to listen to some country music, I recommend uh, reaching out to listen to some um, female country artists. Let me let me pop onto my uh, Spotify. I'm gonna sh- throw out some some country uh, music songs that I've been listening to. Um, First of all, Garth Brooks. If you don't know him, get to know him. Garth Brooks. Uh, again, highly recommend Mickey Guyton. Uh, as I've said, she's great. She has a great. S- a lot of great songs um oh cam i cam. love the artist cam she she's from california like rural california um c-a-m she, her really popular song is burning house but her whole album is great uh maddie and tay hmm. also i love i feel like i skipped some notes in the history i thought i wrote these people down and whatever i told you enough shit if i left something out it's fine um i love little big town oh my god i know little big town yeah what i like about them is they're like a group of three or four people and they don't have one lead singer they all kind of change it out oh really um yeah i know um, they have this one 
Mm-hmm. No, go on. Okay, they have this one song that I like, but it could definitely be like kind of like queer baiting. It's called Girl Crush. And mm. it's a very haunting song. It sounds very nice. And she's like, I have a girl crush. Hate to admit it. But but what she's really saying is she's in love with a guy and he's dating a girl. But she says things like, I want to taste her lips because they taste like you. I want to drown myself in a bottle of her perfume. And uh, saying that like he want to be her so that he'll mm. love you. And I could see how, you know, if you like women, that could be... Um, something you don't want to listen to but i like it the song's really good i also feel like you just pretend it's gay it sounds real gay it's gay adjacent <laughs> gay, adjacent. <laughs> gay adjacent gay adjacent the <laughs> band perry is also good they uh recently went in more of a pop music um thing oh dan and shay a male artist that i like um it's just me naming people that i like uh, Cam, as I said, Kane Brown. I don't listen to him that much, but I think he's good. Short skirt weather, my friend. Short skirt weather. Um, and the song I've been really obsessed with lately. Um, it's a song that it's a song that it's kind of like R and B meets country music. Uh, by a white lady, but it's called "I Hope" by gabby barrett who i'd never heard of before i think she won like american idol or was on american idol or something mm. um but i hope and it's really good because she's like i hope that you meet a girl and she's everything she's ever ever wanted and this this and that and she's like and then i hope she cheats like you did on me Ooh, uh... <laughs> it's good it's very catchy i enjoyed it um I could just spend days telling you about all the country songs that I listened to. Um, Reese Palmer, we mentioned before, you said the country girl song you liked. Uh, yeah, she also has a song called very Best Day Ever, which is nice. Mm. Yeah, so go out there, listen to some country music. Listen to some women country music. Support women and Black and any Hispanic. I did not uh, really find too much information about other people of color involved in country music um obviously hispanic people were involved earlier when i talked about the tejano music um don't know anything about asian country music artists let's get them in there this is tmi hee-haw yee-haw